Hi, welcome to episode 643 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I got a call the other day from some guy asking me to investigate Joe Biden. What's that about? Every week on the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue with the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way until I die, which may be any day now. On this episode, it's Fantastic Four Volume 6, number eight, released in March 2019. First World Power, written by Dan Slott, and art by Aaron Cutter, Stefano Caselli, David Marquise, and Riley Brown. The issue starts with Galactus, stuck on Mount Doom. Stuck in Mount Doom, molecules merged with the mountain so he can't move. Zora Vokuvik, aka the Herald of Doom, aka Lady Victorious, aka Zora the Explorer, is there by Galactus's head, and she's kind of gloating to herself about what they've done. Even though she didn't really do anything. That would be like uh, catching a big fish and the worm taking any kind of credit. People are up on Galactus climbing around, hooking up tubes and all kinds of stuff to suck off his power. And even though he's getting sucked off, Galactus does not look like a happy camper. So she's thinking about how pleased she is to be part of this. Because of this one night, Latveria is now the most powerful nation on Earth. I don't understand how having this tremendous source of energy makes them the most powerful country on Earth, but oh well, we'll see. She flies over to Castle Doom, and all the robots tell her that Doom it must not be disturbed. But she tells them that she has orders to report to Doom. Oh, she has orders. They let her in right away. So they tell Zora where, where Doom is, and he's down in the dungeon getting these four rooms ready. I have a feeling that he's not getting them ready for the job fair. Is that funny? I have a feeling that he's not getting them ready for a birthday party. I have a feeling he's not getting them ready for his Super Bowl party. His S&M party. So in the first room, Dr. Doom has Reed Richards all stretched out, literally looking like a wall of Mr. Fantastic. Plus, in cold temperatures, colder than the vacuum of space, any movement will cause his skin to crack and organs to shatter. Reed looks fairly miserable. This really does seem like one of the worst things Doom has ever done. Reed expresses interest in how Doom is drawing power from Galactus. Doom is more than happy to share his plans. Some holograms with a bunch of uh, equations and stuff come up out of a thing on Doom's wrist. After his explanation, he says that he plans to share his gift of energy with the world. Reed says, stop the, the risk. Doom says he has considered all the risk and has dealt with them. Later, I'm guessing we'll learn that Doom has not considered all the risk and has not dealt with them. Next, Doom heads into the room where the Thing is strapped up by his arms and legs, held up in the air by some kind of energy chains. Ben points out that eventually, he's going to break free of these chains, and Doom, surprisingly, agrees. He says that the chains that Ben are attached to are also attached to the traps that contain Reed, Sue, and Johnny. And the more pressure Ben puts on those chains, the quicker the traps will kill the others. Ben is like, oh, they're going to die anyway. I might as well break free. Doom points out that Ben would never do that because he believes that the other three members will find some way to break out first. Next, we see Johnny trapped in a tank of breathable liquid. 
Which is one of those things that don't make any sense. If Johnny tries to breathe the liquid, it'll fill up in his lungs and kill him. It doesn't matter what kind of liquid it is. The human body isn't designed to breathe liquid. And of course, Zora, the Herald of Doom, is there visiting. I knew it. She totally has a crush on him. I see this ending coming a mile away. So she's talking to him. He can't say much back because he's in some kind of liquid. She says it was foolish of him to save her. Suddenly, her tone changes as she tells him that he invaded Latveria and he deserves to die. Over in the doorway, Dr. Doom has entered the room, which explains her changing demeanor. He asks her to come with him. Over in Sue's cell, which is rigged with some sensors, so turning invisible will do no good. Plus, there are sonic pulses that scramble her brain. Also known as the music of Shawn Mendes, the sonic pulses affect her ability to make force fields, and she looks to be in considerable pain. Doom tells Sue not to worry about her kids. After she dies, Franklin and Valeria will be well looked after by Dr. Doom. Oh, what a great guy. That's nice of him. On the next two pages, we see that Franklin is having a bad dream. We know that because his hair is blonde again, not the blue like he dyed it. In the dream, Franklin is encountering a bunch of alien creatures from all the various worlds that he created. They've surrounded him, they're angry, they're upset, Franklin looks scared. They ask him why he created them, only for them to suffer and die, suffer and die. And then that griever lady shows up from the first few issues, and boy, I really thought we'd never see her again. And then she relishes in the torment that Franklin is feeling from his guilt that he has. Franklin suddenly wakes up, and Valeria, in the next bed over, asks what's wrong. But Franklin doesn't want to say. He starts getting dressed, saying that he has to get out of there. He heads out into the hall, where Alicia's out there. And she tells him that he can't leave, that he's grounded until they take apart that teleporter they were trying to build in the garage. But Franklin replies, except for one thing, how do you think you're going to stop me? And he walks out the door, and Alicia's like, Franklin Richards, you come back here. I like the scene. It's good to see Franklin acti acting like a real teenager, and I never thought I'd be calling Franklin a teenager. Next, we go back to the TV station, the Fact Channel. A news station that only reports facts. You know what? <laughs> a news station that only reports facts and isn't filled with opinion shows all day would be great. So the lady on the Fact channel mentions how Doctor Doom took control of the channel last night, along with stations all over the world. But she assures her viewers that it will never happen again. And so, it happens again. Doctor Doom comes on TV. He's wearing this big furry cloak around his neck with a long furry cape thing. It looks like he's cosplaying as Jon Snow. He says he has something important to say. He points over to Galactus trapped in a mountain and says they are using him for an unlimited source of power, the power cosmic. He goes on to say that there's going to be a new era of prosperity. Yeah, unless you own a lot of stock in oil, gas, or energy companies. He says that war, famine, and poverty will be things of the past. You know, energy is a problem, but I don't see how this new energy source is going to eliminate war, famine, and poverty. He says he wants to use his energy to build a fleet of starships, and humanity will take its rightful place among the stars. And he says if anyone tries to mess with him or subvert his power, they're going to have to deal with Doctor Doom and his herald, Victorious. Considering that Doctor Doom has had his plans thwarted 
hundreds of times, I doubt anyone is concerned. You know, that's kind of the problem with all these supervillains like Doctor Doom, Magneto, Doctor Octopus, Loki, etc. They've been around since the 1960s and they've been defeated so many times over and over again. They just seem like losers. Even though Doom's Jon Snow cloak is kind of cool. Zora Victorious goes on to say that in order to ensure this glorious future, sacrifices must be made. And then behind him, we see all four members of the FF in their various traps. That sacrifice is that he's going to kill the Fantastic Four, right there on live television. Can you imagine a world leader committing crimes right there on live TV? It's crazy. He warns that if any children are watching, it might be gruesome. Once he hits this button, the chambers will be flooded with uncut cosmic power. And when it comes to cosmic power, some people prefer cut and some people prefer uncut. Doom likes it uncut, uncut cosmic power. Meanwhile, back with Aunt Petunia, Uncle Jake, White Wingfoot, and Alicia, they're, they're concerned about Franklin running off. No one's watching TV, so they don't know about that live execution stuff that's about to happen. Alicia is very angry. She's yelling out, I'm going to kill him. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen her lose her cool before. Everyone heads out to go find him, leaving Valeria behind. Franklin is over on another street in the neighborhood, very surprised that he doesn't see anyone. It's so quiet outside. I suppose everyone's inside watching TV. Someone calls over to Franklin. Yo, Franklin, over here. It's Wendy, the little girl from issue 239. If you're interested, you can go back and listen to episode, um, 239. I don't know how she can recognize Franklin. He looks like a completely different character with the blue hair. Plus, he was gone for five years, and at that age, a lot can change in five years. Also, is Franklin famous? I know they used to go through great lengths to keep Franklin on the spotlight, but is he a nationally known figure now? I don't know. I know his sister used to have a blog. How quaint. When he tells Franklin that his family are on TV about to be killed, they should go watch. Franklin doesn't seem too concerned when he sees the TV. He says, always with the death traps. I should be there. Reed says something. There's been power surges, gaining in frequency, and they will eventually destroy Latveria. That doesn't sound so bad. And knock Earth off its orbit and end all life on the planet. Okay, that's not so great. Doom accuses Reed of lying. Ah, here comes the next spike, Reed says, and Zora can also detect the surge. And over with Galactus, he looks like he has gas. Still, Doctor Doom is pissed off. He feels like that uh, Reed is just trying to humiliate and make him look stupid on live television. Yeah, if Doom wanted to be humiliated and make to look stupid on live television, he should uh, go on uh, Big Brother. Reed mentions Ben, Johnny, and Sue. He tells them to get ready. Well, that was awfully nice of Doom to set it up so that they can communicate with each other. Sue raises her hand like she's about to do something. Doom is ready to hit the button that kills the FF. Reed shouts, now, and Sue uses a force field to cover up the button that Doom is about to hit. What? Didn't that brain scrambling device make it so that Sue can't use her powers? I'm looking back at the last few pages. I don't see how uh, Sue got out of that. Seems like a huge plot hole. Are we supposed to assume the power surges affected the device that is scrambling Sue's brain? So anyway, Sue says, Tell me, Victor, how do you feel about full transparency? And then, she starts turning Dr. Doom's clothes 
Invisible! Well, that's a new idea. Cruel, but... I can't believe, I can't believe it took 643 issues for her to do this. Susan, you wouldn't dare! Doom yells as his mask and hood turns invisible. We see the back of his Freddy Krueger head, and then he's standing there totally naked on live television. Oh boy, the FCC's not going to be too happy with this. And wasn't Dr. Doom always bragging about how big his hands were? And instead, there's a mushroom-sized... Oh, sorry, wrong guy. You will pay for this, Doom utters as the issue comes to an end. Well, that's one hell of a cliffhanger. So, that's it. Overall, I kind of enjoyed this issue. It feels more like a classic type of Lee Kirby, John Byrne-esque, uh, classic FF encounter with Dr. Doom. Only with nudity added. We don't see the nudity itself. Slot ain't reinventing the wheel here, but who doesn't enjoy a good Dr. Doom caper? Plus, we got a death trap. We got death traps for the FF. We got a big plot to steal power from Galactus. And also, I'm glad to see the story where the kids are sidelined. I have nothing but disdain for those two. The only annoying thing in this issue is the plot hole about how did Sue get her powers. Eh, maybe it's one of those things where at the end of next issue, Reed will have a long speech explaining how he pulled this off. Overall, on a scale of 1 to 4, I give this issue a 4. And that's all for now. If you have any questions about Dr. Doom, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. And you can download other episodes of Apple Podcast or find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. My other podcast was Comic Book Menace, which could be found at themenace.podomatic.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. You take yourself so serious. You think you're so cool and mysterious. This big old world revolves around you. Oh, we know you're so original. So far from, from, from the typical. You have to have some fun